It's 7 a.m. in Los Angeles, 10 a.m. in New York, 2 p.m. in London, 5 p.m. in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And in Malaysia, it's 1982. I'm Jay Sheldon. This is Miko. And we're not wearing pants. Trust me on the Miko part. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hi, bud. I thought I'd bring him on early tonight to say hi, because he had a hell of a day. Huh? Did you have a good day? You want to look out there and say hi? There you go. Say hi. Crystal Violin, hello there. Good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. Nice to have you back. Thanks. And uh, Miko says hi, too. Um, she's not going to be on for the whole stream, but I just wanted to bring her on and... Uh, say hi. We had a wicked, wicked storm here this afternoon, right at the time when we normally take her for a walk. So we actually wound up switching dinner and walk time, and she's very confused. She's she's smiling still, but she's still very confused. So, you look over there and say hi. Yes. <laughs> she's still, there we go. This camera is weird tonight. It looks like crap. I don't know why. But that's all right. This one looks great, so we'll stick with this. Anyway, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, not just all about this little girl. Huh? You okay? Thank you for coming on my stream. Yes. You're just going to ignore me? Just going to ignore me, huh? Okay. All right, if you want to be like that. <laughs> okay, babe? You ready to go? Hmm? You don't want to get down now? You're comfortable? Oh, I think you are. I think you are. Mohaned, hey, great to have you here. I didn't expect to see you for a while because of your studies and all. The prettiest unicorn princess has landed from the rainbow land. Don't stare at me, though, or else I will turn you into stone. <laughs> uh, no, that's actually another Logitech. It's my old Logitech camera. And normally it looks better than that. I tried to adjust the settings, but for some reason, it just ain't happening tonight. So I don't know why. That's all right. This one works great, so no worries. Okay. One last smile and a goodbye from Miko. Here you go. We'll give you a nice, nice straight on shot, huh? Okay. Now you got me covered in fur. She sheds like crazy. She must do that. So, Ichiko Mikoto, say bye-bye. <laughs> oh, your studies begin Monday. Okay, cool. Well, that means we still got you for another stream anyway. All right, Miko, ready to go? Good girl. Yes, everyone says hi. <laughs> She's actually getting comfortable. We could probably do the show like this, but it's hard to work the, the controls. All right. All done? Okay, there you go. Here we go. Down you go. Good girl. All right, good girl. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Hey, I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants, as we mentioned. And, whew, oh my. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a weird day. Um, we did not, <laughs> you want to come back up? You want to come back up? I think she does. <laughs> what is it? All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we started with, um, I got up late, and we were going to go uh, to the dog park in the morning, because we always go at night. We thought it might be better in the morning, or at least to try it. But uh, we didn't make it, needless to say. So we went and played some basketball, threw the tennis ball for Miko, and... Uh, and had some fun, but um, it was it was a strange day all around. Um, let me just double check. Yeah, no, it still looks like crap. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so that was the start of the day, and and then in the afternoon, like I said, we had this wicked ass storm come through. Lots of thunder, lots of lightning, tons of rain. 
and uh, it, it was a mess, but uh, that's all right. We needed the rain. I like it. I like I it. Love it. I want some more of it. Coffee time. Okay. So my thumbnail tonight says, what yanked my crank? And <laughs> um, a few things, and we'll get to those in a minute because I'm having fun doing these Facebook and online review things. Um, of course, Alice in Wonderland is coming up. Have to do it. I promised you Thursday I would do it tonight. So we will absolutely get to another chapter. And coming up after Alice in Wonderland will be The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Bianco. Um who is a great aunt of mine. I think great, great, but nevertheless. Uh, we want to thank StreamBeats.com. They don't pay for this advertising, but we want to give them a tip of the hat. They provide some fantastic music. In fact, we changed over to the uh, album called Sakura uh, because it is kind of Sakura season, so why not? In fact, we're going to do a story about Sakura in Malaysia coming up later on in the show. And... Um, so they've got some amazing songs. If you are a streamer, it's all copyright-free, uh, strike-free uh, music you can use on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and uh, and those are the places that we are. I'm Not Wearing Pants is the page on Facebook. Thanks for our viewers over there. Also, YouTube, Jay Sheldon. Look for that logo. and Or my face. I forget which. <laughs> and uh, um, Also, of course, twitch.tv. Yeah, someone does deserve credits in their music, and uh, Harris Heller and the guys from Alpha Gaming over at StreamBeats.com. Like I said, this is not a paid endorsement. It's an endorsement, though, because they do fantastic music, really good stuff, great for streaming, and completely copyright-free. In fact, he gives you an agreement, a contract, a kind of open source thing. So if you ever should, and you won't, but if you should get a copyright, you can prove that, no, no, I have the rights to use this. So it's great stuff. And a variety pack, too. You'll find all kinds of stuff over there. Um, what yanked your crank? We'll get to that in a minute. We will start in on, on that in just a minute. And let me just say, I'll tease it a little bit. It starts with Cinderella. Mm, wait for it. Um Okay. Don't forget, by the way, if you want to uh, email me, you can do that. We've set up a brand new email over here. Nopants at jsheldon.com. You can send me your fan art. You can send me your opinions. I know a lot of times people are a bit shy to, um, to actually come on the air and say hi and chit chat and talk about things that we talk about. It's fine. You are welcome to do that. The number's right there. You can either Skype Jay Sheldon. Again, look for that logo. And you can call from a handphone, cell phone, your house phone. Uh, it's a Connecticut number, so be aware toll charges may apply if you're not in Connecticut. It's 860-598-0987. That's the number to call. You just call that number and boom, you're on the air. Just like that. Keep it civil. Keep it nice. But of course, you know what? We're completely open-minded and anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about it. That's fine. And once again, you want to get in touch? No pants at jsheldon.com is the email address. All right. Invis Toby, hey, hey, good to have you along for the ride. Thank you. And um, all right, let's kind of get into it here. Here's the first thing that yanked my crank. Uh, it's an article from PJ Media. Minnesota Theater Company cancels Cinderella. Here we freaking go again for being too white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ever since a man named George Floyd died in custody of a multiracial group of Minneapolis police officers, America has been in a panic about something called whiteness. Um, it's been explained to me whiteness is something ser separate from white people or even skin color itself. It seems to be some sort of free-floating evil that can affect almost anyone and anything and make it uh, from bad to worse. And uh, so the worst thing you can do in America in 2021 is perpetuate whiteness. So now this Minnesota theater company has caved to the Buffalo sandwich, which is a nice way of saying and canceled Cinderella for being 
to white. Yeah, but I, okay, Crystal Violence says Cinderella is literally as white as Casper, but okay. It's like, you know what? It's fine. This cancel culture, I said it before, it will eventually eat itself because when it runs out of things to cancel, it will then go after themselves and it will fall in and collapse of its own weight. So, you know what? It's going to take time. It'll piss you off in the meantime, but so be it. That's fine. No worries. Um, here we go. This kind of sums up uh, Lenny Alonzo, a good friend of mine, a former uh, colleague, worked together in the sheriff's department down in uh, Key West in Florida in Monroe County. Um, historically, in that time period, the thing was being white, I suppose. Yeah, again. Um, so common, sen common sense versus cancellation. This tied in beautifully with what I was just talking about. If you don't like the book, don't read it. If you don't like a song, change the station. If you don't like the show, don't watch it. If you don't like the sport, don't go to the game. If you don't like the toy, don't buy it or don't play with it or don't buy it for your kids. Don't like the restaurant, don't eat there. Don't like the store, don't shop there. Don't like the state, don't live there. If you don't like the speaker, don't listen. Make the choices that suit you. And, and this is important, let everyone else do the same. If Cinderella was an African-American and they whitewashed Cinderella, then that'd be a problem. Yeah, true, I agree. Um, Invis Toby, thank you. Uh, it seemed to be buffering a lot on this end, or is it just me? I don't know if it's just you or not. Are you on uh, Twitch? Mm, I'm not sure. My connection looks pretty good. There, you can see it right there. <laughs> there you go. I forgot I was still on that page. Okay. Uh, my connection seems to be all right. I'm not sure. It it may well be buffering. I got a lot of crap open tonight. If you don't like someone's opinion on what you asked, shut up. <laughs> yes! Very nice. I love it. I love you. Mwah! A kiss for you. Okay. <laughs> all right. And uh, here's yet another one. I, I, I love this one. Uh brilliant some of my friends let me get rid of these notifications here some of my friends ask me why i post so much political stuff and this is a brilliant answer always take sides neutrality only helps the oppressor never the victim silence encourages the tormentor never the tormented that's brilliant Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not officially a grandpa, by the way. I am not yet a grandfather. I have threatened my son. If he makes me a grandfather, there'll be trouble. So I'm not yet. Not yet. Almost, but not yet a grandfather. Uh, yeah, but by, by all means, and I, I, I really do believe this, take sides, have an opinion. You and I can disagree. That's fine. That's what the world's all about. We don't always agree on everything. No problem. That's what, well, that's what makes life interesting. We shouldn't agree absolutely on everything. We shouldn't scream and yell and make nasty remarks and accuse people of things that aren't true. But we can disagree. We can talk about it. Sometimes I win. Sometimes you win. Sometimes we agree to disagree. And nobody wins. And there's nothing wrong with that. But take a side. Neutrality helps the oppressor. Never the victim. Here's another one. Kevin Sorbo on uh, Twitter. To anyone using their First Amendment... All right, enough with this. To anyone using their First Amendment right to comment about how the Second Amendment was created only for muskets and pistols, get off your phone and write me a letter with quill and ink, send it via horseback, and then we can start discussing why you're wrong. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> Crystal, uh, this image made me feel mad purely because I was always the never take sides until those two full stories person. Well, you, you know what? 
again, my opinion, you don't have to agree with it, but take a side. If the other side convinces you with their argument or facts or science that they're correct, be willing to listen. And that goes for both sides. And be willing to perhaps change your mind if indeed the facts and the science support the opposite of what you believe. By all means, absolutely we should. All right, there's lots else going on, and I don't want to get bogged down in all this political political crap because, frankly, it just it's just stupid. Honestly, it's gone way above and beyond, and it's crazy. Um, but I love this. Mike Rowe, if you know Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs and Returning the Favor and all those great shows, um, you know there's this giant... Uh, shipping container ship I, I, forget, I don't know what they're called um, that is stuck sideways in the Suez Canal and it's actually mucking up millions if not billions of dollars worth of trade around the world. It's affecting the world's economy because this idiot ship got stuck the Evergreen I think, I don't know what the name of the ship is, but the company is Evergreen and oh, Evergiven is the name of the ship. The company is Evergreen. Uh, but this ship is stuck. And Mike Rowe posted this. And you, you know, Mike is all for the, he's a strong believer. In fact, his Mike Rowe Works Foundation, fantastic uh, company uh, group that does uh, work in helping to promote people with, uh, I don't want to call it unskilled labor because it's not, but you know, carpentry, plumbing, uh, woodworking, they get, they get the dirt under your fingernails type jobs. And there's nothing wrong with that. The world needs those. In fact, we, we need a lot more of those. And they're, they are respectful careers. Anyway, this was great. Everyone wants to talk about unskilled labor, but 10% of the world's trade market is right now depending on how fast this guy can shovel dirt. Because seriously, it's that one little guy inside that backhoe shoveling dirt and it is having an effect on 10% of the world's trade market. So don't tell me about unskilled labor. Yeah. One of these was called My Revenge. Oh, I heard about that on Tumblr. Uh, the names of the other boats are amazing. Yeah, My Revenge. In fact, there's some interesting uh, theories. I don't want to use the C word, but there's some interesting theories about the name of this ship and a certain former presidential candidate and what the Secret Service code word was for her. I'm going to leave it there because it just goes down a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. But yeah, things like the names of the other ships, like My Revenge, stuff like that, most interesting. All right, something about the city. Well, I don't live in it, but I live right next to it. Uh, no thanks, I don't want your notifications. Uh, this is from TRP. What is TRP? I don't know what TRP is. It's, it's a website. Uh, Matsale, for those of you who don't know, Matsale is the Malay word for Caucasian people, me. Um, not me specifically, but people of my race. Uh, Matsale says KL is among Asia's most dangerous cities. Ooh, imagine that. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> oh my God. My coffee's attacking me now. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, he he made a post, uh, most dangerous places in every country, Malaysia, population of 7.5 million. Uh, Kuala Lumpur can be considered the most dangerous place in Malaysia and can be considered one of the most dangerous cities in Asia. This guy's gotten a lot of flack for his post. Um, it was, oh, it was TikTok. Okay, Pfft. so uh, anyway, and they are, they are fighting back. Um, I live in the suburbs of KL. KL is the capital city of Malaysia. And um, this says, although Kuala Lumpur is considered dangerous, Malaysia on average is safer than the United States. An interesting take. I'm not going to bother playing this because it's kind of boring and stupid. 
But um, while, yes, indeed, uh, you know what? I'm, let me, I'm not even going to go through this. Um, we'll just leave the headline up. Uh, statistically, I don't know. I didn't look it up. But honestly, I have walked the streets of KL. I've lived here almost 20 years now. At all hours of the day and night, coming out of the bars, drunk as a skunk, and perfectly sober, walk the back alleys of KL. And uh, I'm trying to remember, have I? No, I've never had a problem. There are some places that are kind of scary I wouldn't go. But you know what? Every city has that. From the U.S. to Asia to Europe and every place in between, we all have that. Um, so, yeah, this guy got, uh, I'm not being racist, but he's got blue eyes and an oval head. <laughs> he looks like Casper. <laughs> he says, KL is just Malaysian New York, is what I've heard. Um, I have spent a lot of time in New York City. I used to live in Connecticut, in Cornwall, Connecticut, which is in the northwest corner, and it is exactly halfway between Boston, Massachusetts, and New York City. It's like 200 miles in both directions-ish. Um, I didn't spend as much time in Boston, but I spent a lot of time in New York, in New York City specifically. And uh, I would say no, it's not. Um, it has a lot of similarities to New York, for sure. But it's really not uh, Malaysian New York. You want to know what's weird, though? They built this uh, place, which is kind of the seat of government, called Putrajaya. And uh, at the time, it was uh, Dr. Mahathir's, uh, Tun Mahathir's big dream that it would become the new, ooh, it, it never really did. It never really caught on. All the government offices did move there. If you want to do anything with the government virtually, you have to go there. But the coolest part about Putrajaya, in my humble opinion, is that not so much now, it's busier now, but when it first started, the streets looked like Manhattan. The big brownstone buildings in that part of, of New York City. And it was it was weird because it was kind of like uh, the, the, um, the Walking Dead. Because <laughs> there was no traffic, no cars, and just this what looked like a giant city. And it was empty. It's kind of empty still. But some of the architecture down there is very New York City-ish. So kind of cool. If you are in Malaysia or if you ever come to Malaysia, I'd almost recommend taking a trip to Putrajaya. It's not set up like a tourist site, but um, not a bad place to take a look. It's kind of cool. Um, Crystal Violin left his laundry in the sink. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and love from Manhattan. Yeah, okay. All right. Here's another thing <coughs> Excuse me. that happened uh, this week in Malaysia, in my business, not my specific business, but in the business in which I am in, which is uh, television, film, online content. Uh, not this show. I do do this show, but it's not part of my, my work, my actual job job. Um, a production company, and this says uh, currently shooting a top drama, which shows on Astro, I'm not sure that it is Astro. I originally heard it was on Media Prima's Tibitiga, but I don't know. So this this says Astro. Anyway, there is a, a cave in Perak outside of Ipoh in which they have discovered these fossils. They were pristine uh, conditioned fossils and they are preserved in the cave. Uh, it was a, a brilliant discovery of some very amazing fossils. This production company went in to shoot in the cave, allegedly, I say allegedly, without permission. You need permission, obviously, to shoot almost any location, but certainly in a place that has millions of years old, perfectly preserved fossils. They broke the fossil put major soot marks on the wall. We'll get to the pictures in a minute. Uh, three major soot 
black soot on cave wall with lingering kerosene smell because they were burning an open kerosene torch in the cave. Litter all over the cave. They did not pick up after themselves. There's pictures of that. Uh, from uh, makeup, touch-up, and things while they were shooting. Candles, masks, face masks. Dole, uh, do holes dug in the cave floor. And graffiti. Of all things, these idiots, these morons, wrote on the cave walls. They put the name of the drama series, the title, on the cave wall. You have to be freaking kidding me. Stupid, stupid moves like this are what give our industry a bad name. Fortunately, 99.9% .9 of all the people in my business are smart enough not to do some dumb freaking thing like this. But this particular group of morons wasn't smart enough to know better. And that's really sad. Um, yeah, filthy animals, exactly right. So these are, I don't know that this is going to come up. Okay, there, you can see the fossil here, which has been preserved. This is part of it. And this is what it looked like afterwards. The damage they did. It's unbelievable. There's the two giant soot marks from where they were doing the kerosene torches. Holes dug in the floor. There. Graffiti on the walls. Litter, masks, tissue uh, stuffed around. That looks like some sort of a torch, maybe. More litter. It's just, it's look at this. It's just embarrassing. Ah, there you go, face masks. That looks like maybe cigarette butts or something. I don't know. Yeah, candle. More litter. Oh, man. It's unbelievable. Okay, that's that. So, yeah. <coughs> that's another one that yanked my crank this week. Like I said, it affects everybody. It really does. Um, it reflects badly on the whole industry. Like I said, fortunately, most of us, 99.9% .9 of us are very considerate. And uh, we do the right thing when it comes to taking care of the locations and properties that we shoot at. Because we are guests. We have to consider that we are guests and treat things like we are guests. Um, okay, another TRP article. <laughs> Somehow I wound up with two in this show. We're going to turn... Yeah, it is disgusting, Kiwi. Thank you, Kiwi Little. Um. <laughs> It is, uh, as, as you know, I'm hung up on Japan. I'm a huge Japanophile. I love everything Japan, particularly old school Japan. I've never been there. It is number one on my bucket list to go see Kyoto, ideally during Sakura season. But this popped up, and it's true because I noticed this going on right now. It is actually Sakura season in Japan. Right now, I saw a couple of my Japanese friends who posted on Facebook that said in mid-Japan, uh, the Sakura is in full bloom, so now's the time if you're in the middle part of Japan. But uh, we have our own Sakura season in Malaysia. Um, this is why Malaysia is suddenly experiencing Sakura season as pink and white flowers shower the country. It's so cool. Oh, Crystal is back and you brought a banana. That's great. Thank you for keeping us up to date. <laughs> the Tacoma tree is the name of Malaysia's Sakura. Uh, and during the driest months of the year, it goes into bloom. And here it is. There's some fantastic pictures here of uh, the Tacoma tree. It blooms up and honestly, it looks almost exactly like uh, Japanese cherry trees, the Sakura um, so yeah, it's brilliant. And in different places around the country, uh, let me just read a little bit. Once in a while, Malaysians, Malaysians across the country welcome the brilliant bloom of the magnificent Tababuya rosea tree, also known as the Tacoma or rosy trumpet tree flowers during the driest months of the year referred to as Sakura season 
by the locals shares as much in common with the cherry blossoms as far away Japan, where tall shady trees burst into blooms of pink and white and carpet the ground with petals. Um, it's originally native to Central and South America, but it's uh, made its home in tropical climates all over the world. Take a look. There's some more great shots. It has a lot of green leaves, but the, the blossoms come... Let me get my, my mouse back. The blossoms come out all along the sides like this. And look at that. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, they're in public parks, fields, along the streets. They've been planted as ornamentals. There you go. Uh, where is this? Ampang. Tamanta in uh, Ampang. So really brilliant. And there you see the the petals on the ground. It's not that far off. I mean, it ain't Japan. But uh, there you go. They're really, really pretty. And really nice. Yep. So we do indeed have our own little version of uh, Sakura season here in Malaysia. Very cool, huh? Nice. In fact, you know what? We were kind of thinking about what to do tomorrow. Of course, we're going to take Miko out, probably the dog park. But that wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe we'll go out and tour around and see what we can, what we can see for Malaysia's secure, uh, Sakura season, Tacoma season. Not a bad idea at all. I think we might do that. All right. So that just about gets through everything that uh, that yanked my crank and I wanted to talk about. But I had to. I always have to end with something nice and something good because I don't want to leave you with this. You know, they ruined the cave, which is a horrible story, or these idiots canceling Cinderella and all that other. Hey, I got a haircut, by the way. Nice, huh? Very tight. It's what I used to look like when I was in the law enforcement business. Um, yeah, it's always it's always that short. It was just growing really, really long. So um, we're going to get into Alice in Wonderland. We've got that down here somewhere. I just have to find it. Uh, we will uh, continue on with the chapter of Alice in Wonderland tonight. <clears throat> wow, that coffee really hit me tonight. And, uh, of course, we will have, uh, I think there's maybe two more chapters left, and then we'll move on to The Velveteen Rabbit, which is a fairly short little story, and uh, we'll do that. Uh, who's follow? Oh, Mad Madjit? Mudjit. I'm sorry, I can't, I can barely read that. <laughs> sorry, but thank you for the follow. All right, Boomer Duke Nukem. Oh, that's a good idea. I did Boomer Doom a few streams ago. Um... I'll see if I can't get Duke Nukem. I'm quite sure. You know what? I never played that. I played Doom. I played Meridian 59 back, you know, in the 80s and 90s. Um, but I don't think I, I mean, I know Duke Nukem, but I don't think I ever actually played it. So we'll check it out. I'm sure it's online somewhere. We can jump in and, and play Boomer Duke Nukem, which is hard to say. All right. Uh, that'll be coming up. I will. I will set it up and maybe on... What is this? Saturday night. So Tuesday's stream. Uh, perhaps Tuesday's stream we can uh, we can punch that in. Boomer Duke Nukem. Again, hard to say. All right. Um, if you are on Facebook, please like, subscribe, share. Sharing is important. That helps the algorithms on Facebook. Uh, thank you for viewing over there. On YouTube, of course, like and subscribe. And twitch.tv, where we've got over 100 subscribers already. Thank you so much for that. And uh, please do hit that subscribe button. It's free. It's They're all free. No obligation. We won't annoy you with stuff. We stream three nights a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. And occasionally on some freaky-ass different day or morning of the week so anyway please do like subscribe share really appreciate that very much if you are also so inclined you can donate there is a link in facebook up above or there is this link i think this has expired i need to fix i said that last time i haven't done it yet i need to fix that so we'll we'll get that repaired if it's not working okay on to our book <clears throat> it's alice in wonderland and it is chapter 11. Wow. Who stole the tarts? Here we go. The king and queen of hearts were seated on their throne when they arrived, with a great crowd assembled around them, all sorts of little birds and beasts, as well as the whole pack of cards. 
The knave was standing before them, in chains, with a soldier on each side to guard him. And near the king was the white rabbit, with a trumpet in one hand, and a scroll of parchment in the other. In the very middle of the court was a table, with a large dish of tarts upon it. They looked so good that it made Alice quite hungry to look at them. I wish they'd get the trial done, she thought, and hand round the refreshments. But there seemed no chance of this, so she began looking at everything about her to pass the time. Alice had never been in a court of justice before, but she had read about them in books, and she was quite pleased to find out that she knew the name of nearly everything there. That's the judge, she said to herself, because of his great wig. The judge, by the way, was the king. And as he wore his crown over the wig, he did not look at all comfortable, and was certainly not becoming. And that is the jury box, thought Alice, and those twelve creatures she was obligated to say creatures, you see, because some of them were animals and some of them were birds. I suppose those are the jurors. She said this last word two or three times over to herself, being rather proud of it. For she thought, and rightly too, that very few girls of her age knew the meaning of it all. However, jury men would have done just as well. The twelve jurors were all writing very busily on slates. What are they doing? Alice whispered to the griffin. They can't have anything to put down yet before the trial's begun. Oh, they're putting down their names, the griffin whispered in reply, for fear they should forget them before the end of the trial. Stupid things, Alice began in a loud, indignant voice, but she stopped hastily for the white rabbit cried out, Silence in the court! And the king put on his spectacles and looked anxiously round to make out who was talking. Alice could see, as well as if she were looking over their shoulders, that all the jurors were writing down stupid things on their slates, and she could even make out that one of them didn't know how to spell stupid and that he had to ask his neighbor to tell him. A nice muddle their slates will be in before the trial's over, thought Alice. Now one of the jurors had a pencil that squeaked, and this, of course, Alice could not stand, and she went round the court and got behind him, and very soon found an opportunity of taking it away. She did it so quickly that the poor little juror, it was Bill the Lizard, could not make out at all what had become of it. So after hunting all around for it, he was obligated to write with one finger for the rest of the day. And this was of very little use, as it left no mark on the slate. Harold, read the accusation, said the king. On this, the white rabbit blew three blasts on the trumpet, and then unrolled the parchment scroll and read as follows. The Queen of Hearts, she made some tarts, all on a summer's day. The Knave of heart, tart, Hearts stole those tarts and took them quite away. Consider your verdict, the king said to the jury. Uh, not yet, not yet, the rabbit hastily interrupted. There's a great deal to come before that. Call the first witness, said the king, and the white rabbit blew three blasts on the trumpet and called out, First witness! The first witness was the hatter. He came in with a teacup in one hand and a piece of bread and butter in the other. I beg pardon, your majesty, he began, for bringing these in, but I hadn't quite finished my tea when I was sent for. You ought to have finished, said the king. When did you begin? The hatter looked at the March Hare, who'd followed him into the court, arm in arm with the Dormouse. Fourteenth of March, I think it was, he said. 
Fifteenth, said the March Hare. Sixteenth, added the Dormouse. Write that down, the king said to the jury, and the jury eagerly wrote down all three dates on their slates and then added them up and reduced the answer to shillings and pence. Take off your hat, the king said to the hatter. It isn't mine, said the hatter. Stolen, the king exclaimed, turning to the jury, who instantly made a memorandum of the fact. I keep them to sell, the hatter added as an explanation. I've none of my own. I'm a hatter. Here the queen put on her spectacles and began staring at the hatter, who turned pale and fidgeted. Give your evidence, said the king, and don't be nervous or I'll have you executed on the spot. Well, this didn't seem to encourage the witness at all. He kept shifting from one foot to another, looking uneasily at the queen, and in his confusion, he put a large piece out of his teacup instead of the bread and butter. And just at this moment, Alice felt a very curious sensation, which puzzled her a great deal until she made out what it was. She was beginning to grow larger again and she thought at first she would get up and leave the court. But on second thought, she decided to remain where she was as long as there was room for her. I wish you wouldn't squeeze so, said the Dormouse, who was sitting next to her. I can hardly breathe. Oh, I can't help it, said Alice very meekly. I'm growing. Well, you've no right to grow here, said the Dormouse. Oh, don't talk nonsense, said Alice more boldly. You know you're growing, too. Uh, yes, but at a reasonable pace, said the Dormouse. Not in that ridiculous fashion. And he got up very sulkily and crossed over to the other side of the court. Now all this time the queen had never left off staring at the hatter. And just as the Dormouse crossed the court... She said to one of the officers of the court, Bring me the list of singers in that last concert, on which the wretched hatter trembled so that he shook both his shoes off. Give your evidence, the king repeated angrily, or I'll have you executed, whether you're nervous or not. I'm a poor man, your majesty, the hatter began in a trembling voice, and I hadn't begun my tea, not above a week or so, and with what the bread and butter getting so thin, and the twinkling of the tea, the twinkling of the what, said the king. It began with the tea, the hatter replied. Of course it begins with a tea, said the king sharply. Do you take me for a dunce? Go on. I'm a poor man, the hatter went on, and most things twinkle after that. Only the March Hare said. I didn't, the March Hare interrupted in a great hurry. You did, said the hatter. I deny it, said the March Hare. He denies it, said the king. Leave out that part. Well, at any rate, the Dormouse said, the hatter went on, looking anxiously around to see if he would deny it too, but the dormouse denied nothing, being fast asleep. After that, continued the hatter, I cut some more bread and butter. But what did the dormouse say? one of the jury asked. That I can't remember, said the hatter. Oh, you must remember, remarked the king, or I'll have you executed. The miserable hatter dropped his teacup and his bread and butter and went down on one knee. I'm a poor man, your majesty, he began. You're a very poor speaker, said the king. Here one of the guinea pigs cheered and immediately suppressed by the officers of the court. As that is rather a hard word, I will just explain to you how it was done. They had a large canvas bag which tied up at the mouth with strings. Into this they slipped the guinea pig, head first, and then sat upon it. I'm 
Glad I've seen that done, thought Alice. I've so often read in the newspapers at the end of trials, there was some attempts at applause, which was immediately suppressed by the officers of the court, and I never understood what it meant until now. Well, if that's all you know about it, you may stand down, continued the king. I can't go no lower, said the hatter. I'm on the floor as it is. Then you may sit down, the king replied. Here the other guinea pig cheered and was suppressed. Come, that finished the guinea pigs, thought Alice. Now we shall get on better. I'd rather finish my tea, said the hatter, with an anxious look at the queen, who was reading the list of singers. You may go, said the king, and the hatter hurriedly left the court, without even waiting to put his shoes on. And just take his head off outside, the queen added to one of the officers, but the hatter was out of sight before the officer could get to the door. Call the next witness, said the king. Well, the next witness was the duchess's cook. She carried the pepper-box in her hand, and Alice guessed who it was even before she got into the court by the way the people near the door began sneezing all at once. "'Give your evidence,' said the king. "'Shant,' said the cook. The king looked anxiously at the white rabbit, who said in a low voice, "'Your majesty must cross-examine this witness.' Well, if I must, I must, the king said, with a melancholy air, and after folding his arms and frowning at the cook till his eyes were nearly out of sight, he said in a deep voice, What are the tarts made of? Mm, pepper, mostly, said the cook. Treacle, said a sleepy voice behind her. Collar that dormouse, the queen shrieked out. Behead the Dormouse! Turn that Dormouse out of court! Suppress him! Pinch him! Off with his whiskers! Well, for some minutes, the whole court was in confusion, getting the Dormouse turned out, and by the time they had settled down again, the cook had disappeared. Eh, never mind, said the king with an air of great relief. Call the next witness. And he added in an undertone to the queen, Really, my dear, you must cross-examine the next witness. It quite makes my forehead ache. Alice watched the white rabbit as he fumbled over the list, feeling very curious to see what the next witness would be like. For they haven't got much evidence yet, she said to herself. Imagine her surprise when the white rabbit read out at the top of his shrill little voice, the name Alice. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> oh, man. Once again, weird. Chapter 12 will be coming up on our next stream. We're almost at the end. This chapter is called Alice's Evidence. And we will do that on uh, Tuesday night. We'll wrap up uh, Alice in Wonderland in the next stream or two and then move on to The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams Bianco. That will be coming up in a stream down the road. Do you know that March is almost done? Seriously. The month of March is finished. April's just around the corner. It's amazing. Uh, Crystal Violin said, this chapter felt like it kept switching genres. <laughs> You're right. It did. It did a lot. But you know what? This whole book has been like, it's just drug-addicted weirdness. Um, I had no idea. To be perfectly honest, I've never read Alice in Wonderland before, you'd think. But no, I have not. So this is... New to me as it is to many of you, I'm sure. But um, yeah, just the writing is so weird. We've said it before, even though it was, uh, was it the 1800s, I think? Um, I don't know what they were smoking, but it must have been the good stuff. And uh, I really hope you read a Percy Jackson book at some point. 
The Lightning Thief is a great start. I will look that up. The biggest problem I have with these books is because this is technically a public performance, I can only perform books that are in the public domain, that are copyright free. We get all of these from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org. You should check it out. All the classics are there. They're all copyright free. And those are the, are the books that I'm able to perform. <coughs> Excuse me. I really, really started this whole thing by wanting to do Winnie the Pooh. Sadly, I can't because it's copyrighted. It's not in the public domain, so I'm not able to read that. I would love to be able to, but cannot, sadly. So we've got these. Anyway, they're great books. Really cool. Uh, Wizard of Oz was amazing. Alice in Wonderland, trippy as it is, is, is really pretty cool. So yeah, it's all right. And uh, I think you're going to, if you have not ever heard The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams Bianco, uh, you will love it. It's a very, very cute little story. Very nice. And uh, we'll do that in the coming streams. Um, Percy Jackson, copyright free. Oh, I don't know either. All right, I'll look it up. I really will. I will check that. In fact, I'm going to copy and paste what you said right here. And let me just do a quick copy. There we go. Okay. We will check it out. Seriously. It's cool. Um, I, I don't know that. I don't know the author. I don't know the title. But um, if you say so, I'll, I'll, by all means. If you could also, maybe just as a reminder, in case my clip and paste didn't work, send me an email, nopants at jsheldon.com. You just pop off a quick email. I'll reply. Uh, but that's another great way to remind me. If you also have suggestions for things we can talk about, what you'd like to see on the show, books you'd like us to read. Again, they have to be copyright free in the public domain. You can always get in touch right there. No pants at jsheldon.com. And uh, I do read your emails. Thank you. And I will reply as I do to everybody who writes. Thank you. All right, guys, um, that's going to do it. We are all done for yet another Saturday night stream. Um, wherever you may be popping in on the broadcast, by all means, Please do, uh, you know what? How do I do a raid on Twitch? I have no idea. It's a, it's backslash, right? Backslash raid. Uh, let me see. Backslash raid. Uh, I want to, I want to do this. H. A-Z-M-E-R. I think that's right. Let me see if this works. Cool. Okay, it did. Uh, Juan Hunsmer is, uh, is live. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, tonight his special guest is Crazy Stephen Bones. So by all means, pop over to Juan. Check out Stephen. I don't know if they're still on or not, because obviously I'm doing my stream. But by all means, check him out. Yeah, that's that's the one. The guy from uh, Metronomic. He's he's got his own channel there. It's fantastic. He does some great great streams. And tonight, I believe his special guest is Stephen Bones. We all know and love Stephen Bones. So please do go check him out, guys. That's it for me. Thanks so much. I will see you on Tuesday of next week. Until then, thanks for joining. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.